0: You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now,
1: on to the show. Oh.
0: Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I'm so excited to be sitting down again with another wonderful guest, um, one who I know you're really just going to connect with her story and what she does. Um, So Dora, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us today.
1: Of course. Thank you so much, Hannah, for inviting me. It's always a great pleasure to uh, sit down and have a conversation with like-minded people, with fellow uh, coaches and people who are working in the fertility uh, world is just amazing, the work that we are doing.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I've so enjoyed your content and just um, all of the things that you share. Uh, I feel like you really shed light on um, uh, a lot of things that aren't talked about in the fertility space. And so to me, that really means a lot because, you know, every little stone adds up. So I just say thank you for that. And thank you for prioritizing that in your work.
1: Of course. And the same thing I have to say with, with to you. I'm, oh, thank uh, I'm you. down. you you make an amazing, uh, uh, amazing change and uh, mm-hmm. breakthrough information that people need to find out. And the more we kind of shared voices, uh, I think the, the more it gets to people who actually need it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that very much. Um, well, today, I I really would just love to um, take some time to talk to you about your story, talk about uh, maybe some things that you're really excited about these days. So if you wouldn't mind, would you kind of just tell us a little bit about how you came to be a fertility coach?
1: Of course. Yeah. Um, well, it all started... My health journey all started with um, some gut issues, some hormonal issues. I have have PCOS, and I was diagnosed Mm. uh, so long ago, let's say about 2016. Um, I also have some Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, Mm. so some... Some uh, some stuff here and there, and uh, I was introduced to functional medicine, um, Mm. and um, I I am still grateful for that introduction and kind of opened my eyes and real I found relief in all my symptoms, all my issues. Mm, That's amazing. Great. Um, then even decided to jump on and becoming a health coach because I mm. wanted to share that information that I learned. It was just mind blowing for me. Mm. Um, awesome. um, I was like, Oh, I need to share this. And <laughs> yeah. During the time I got pregnant. Um, and obviously I was super excited about it, but during the pregnancy, things were not great. Um, just mm. one bad thing after another. And it was really bumpy. Um went all the way to 23 weeks and unfortunately I ended up having a premature labor and I had to oh, give her so sorry I thank you so much mm-hmm. um uh, but from that moment from that experience I realized that even though I had so much knowledge I learned so much about optimal health and gut health and hormones and all that stuff I still knew little too little for mm. having a healthy pregnancy, and I realized that there was not enough support. I mean to me, it felt like close to zero support from conception mm. in the medical just the yeah. medical care to um my situation. I'm not sure how much it could have been uh, avoided. um you know it's hard to go back, but mm-hmm. um definitely, it was a moment of realization that. This, In order for me to have a healthy pregnancy, uh, I have to be my own advocate, uh, mm-hmm. do my own research and learn all of that. And I also want to become that voice for other women and support them in their fertility journey so mm-hmm. they don't have to get there to the same place that I went to.
0: Mm, absolutely. And it, it's so interesting how so many of us, I think, came into this space of um, providing support to people who couples who are trying to get pregnant because we had some sort of journey where, um, for whatever reason, the support wasn't there. Um, and so I think in some ways, I think it makes the support so much, you know, so much more valuable and stronger because we can say, this is what I wish I would have had. But at the same time, I know that, you know, getting there was not an easy journey, nor, nor a pleasant one.
1: Correct. Correct. It it sounds because obviously I'm making very short to be like mm-hmm. a, um, like 30 second, um, elevator speech, but, uh, it, it definitely wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And ha- I had to go through a lot of challenges, a lot of work and, um, not a, a lot of emotional healing. It was mm-hmm. uh, one of the the big things. Um, so it wasn't an easy uh, journey. I didn't get pregnant. I didn't want to get pregnant immediately. I wanted Mm -hmm. to allow myself to heal again, physically, emotionally first, and then try again to conceive. And actually tried, I gave myself about nine months. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at nine nine months, I said, okay, I think I'm in a pretty good state to try again. And I think I I won't be, you know, super scared or super nervous, super stressed. I cannot say that it was, I was, you know, in um, uh, but sunshine and rainbows world, but definitely at that time that I took my, my, took time for myself, mm. that definitely helped.
0: Yeah. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, sometimes I, I feel like, you know, we, if we, we've gone through a loss, um, my personal story is we miscarried somewhat early. We had a, a nine week miscarry where the baby passed several weeks earlier. Um, but even with that, I remember like this self pressure, like oh, we got to get right back. We got to just you know go for it again. And in retrospect, um, I know that personally, you know, I didn't give myself that mental time, and so and that was really hard because you know without taking that time, without actually being able to grieve. You know, you kind of end up in this spot where you can't fully enjoy or appreciate the next steps because you're still working through um, those last things.
1: Exactly, and they will keep coming back. Coming mm-hmm. back, to you you'll, you'll carry them until, and it will haunt you.
0: Like mm-hmm. These
1: these um, they, they'll become either limiting beliefs, or they'll just be coming um, some sort of trauma
0: mm-hmm. that
1: have never been healed, and they will haunt throughout the rest of the life.
0: Are you looking for a probiotic that's specifically formulated for fertility? Well, today I want to introduce you to the needed pre and probiotic. This is a really special evidence-based blend of very beneficial microbial boosting bacteria. And it's not just the beneficial microbial strains, you know, it's also the prebiotics. And we really need those prebiotics to feed the good bacteria so that it will hopefully colonize in the gut. Now what's also amazing about this specific probiotic is that it's formulated to be taken before, during, and after pregnancy. So when you start taking it, you can just continue taking it all the way through your pregnancy. These probiotic strains are beneficial for your baby. um, And then continue taking them after pregnancy as your body's going through those transitions away from high hormones back to more of a normal state. So if you wanna give this a try, you can save 20% off your first order by using the code BLISSBERRYWELLNESS20.
1: And those, the body has a memory of traumatic experiences, and it will just trigger. Mm-hmm. And that comes, you know, the stress part, right? We oh, talk about, you know, in our in our work, we talk a lot about handling stress and how stress affects fertility and this and that. And honestly, there are nuances, but mm-hmm. it's uh, we have to look at the entire situation, the entire body, the entire person their entire history plus their extended family mm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that's amazing and would you mind just kind of like diving into that a little more for us yes. that would be fantastic it's I think that's you know what you said they're really you know you just touched the tip of the iceberg but it's something that I just don't think we talk about enough
1: Mm-hmm. correct exactly we mm. It, uh, we do not talk a lot about what we have we've gone through and mm-hmm. um, I do like to I actually haven't talked much about at least in social media and but I do have a strong belief in in this and um, before we try to conceive it is good it is important for us to heal our Traumas, our childhood traumas and Mm -hmm. baggage that we carry from our parents and our family because those will haunt haunt us. Those are the things that make us stressful and make us Mm -hmm. anxious and make us in all the negative ways because those have been ingrained in us um, when we were kids. So up until three years old, all kids they do not are, don't have the ability to uh, manage their emotions. so they rely mm-hmm. on their caregivers to handle for them. Uh, if the caregiver, the parent doesn't have the ability to manage their own emotions, then how can they manage the child's emotions? So mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like the child is screaming because it's frustrated because they don't they're not able to put their socks in and if you're already bowling inside because you're late or it's not, then you will start as a parent, you will start screaming at the child and the child mm-hmm. will start leaving. And if this is repetitive, obviously it's not one time and that's it. But if mm-hmm. this, this happened repetitively, then the child will feel rejected. It will feel like. Oh, I've done something wrong. I've mm-hmm. and all these type of uh, things can spiral up. And when we're in like up until seven years old, the child becomes to develop as a their brain develops and they start creating uh, certain patterns. On how mm-hmm. to live? So that goes fast forward into adulthood. <laughs> then you know we get pregnant or we get this and I'm like oh my god I have to do certain things. I have to maintain a certain um, image of myself in the society. I have to not Mm -hmm. say that I'm pregnant up until like middle, like 20 weeks, just because I don't want to see, feel the the pressure of the other people. But this is again, limiting beliefs that they, um, the society, the family comes in and bring us and our, as an adult, our, um, I believe that our responsibility is to heal this and to break the cycle mm-hmm. and not pass on to our kids, all these pack- baggages, because we always add up, right? everybody comes with new things on top of it. <laughs> so, uh, and related coming back to how this all binds into fertility is that if we have a lot of unmanaged trauma and managed stress and we we've never been told how to manage our emotions, then things will will pile up. Stress Mm -hmm. will will affect fertility. Uh, Stress will always affect uh, hormones. So we will end up getting into this um, day-to-day thing of work and pressure from work and boss and job and mortgage and credit card Mm -hmm. payments and responsibility Mm -hmm. for taking care of the family but you will always and especially women we we have the tendency to take care of everybody else but not ourselves Mm -hmm. so that can definitely affect the chance of conceiving the success of the pregnancy and even more the the health of the child um Mm -hmm. it just you know we can go on and <laughs> yeah. the style more and more, but mm-hmm. it, it's never ending. It's a continuous, it's like a domino effect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic to point out because so often it seems like it's one of those pieces that we just downplay like, Oh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter because, you know, you can't test it with a lab and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't talk about it at the appointment, so it's probably not that big of a deal, but like you said, it really does um, changes the way we view the world and changes the way that we respond to the world. Um, and that impacts all of those other factors in our bodies, the things that we really want to be balanced and that we we need to be balanced in order to have normal cycles, to get pregnant, to have a healthy pregnancy, um, but yeah, but it's just, it's such a big piece. Um, I, I think when, when, when I think about that, you know, it's always like that, that overwhelming thought of like, oh my goodness, um, I've got to like maybe tackle it all, all at once. Uh, but, but that's probably not really the case. We don't, we don't need to just like try to wipe out all the stress in one swoop. So mm-hmm. so w- what does that next step look like if we're, we're going to try to, you know, pull back, pull back the blinds, figure out what that top level thing is and, and address it?
1: Well, I think that everybody's different. Everybody has their own individual uh, thing, but definitely identifying what is the trigger? Where mm-hmm. is it coming from? And not blaming, uh, but rather than, okay, where can I start the healing? Um, mm-hmm. for some, people, some people may experience a lot of trauma. They cannot accept it. Like, they may feel that it's XYZ it's person's fault, mm-hmm. Uh, But taking the blame out and then just slowly like healing. And uh, obviously it's not about forgetting. It's about um, just um, surrendering to what happened and understanding that it, it wasn't nobody's fault. Nobody Mm -hmm. did something on purpose. It's their reaction to a certain situation. And um, you know, from a lifestyle perspective, of like practices that can help. Obviously, working with a therapist that is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going to uh, a specialist um, that is definitely one thing you can start off. But things like, uh, um, like mindfulness exercises, mm-hmm. meditation, breathing exercises, identifying when that stress response comes in. So, like I said earlier, like if you know the trigger then you know oh there's a trigger it happens like a like it's a fraction of a second like stress response mm-hmm. immediately but if you catch that on um, as as it climbs up then use those practices that you are comfortable with like breathing exercises, meditation going for a walk just mm-hmm. trying to clear the mind and um switch from the limbic systems like the the reptilian brain that is the, the the part of our brain that triggers this stress response the, the fight or flight and use the our um, uh, prefrontal cortex our executive brain that rationalizes things and starts balancing and seeing it clear what is actually going on I'm like or even mm-hmm. I try sometimes to explain to uh, to clients try to take yourself out of the situation Mm -hmm. how would you if you would kind of like uh imagine yourself getting out of your body and just seeing from above the situation how would you analyze it from Mm -hmm. outside um and this is also a great way to find yourself out of that stress moment because Mm -hmm. um it just it obviously comes and goes, but if we don't manage those the situations that are not actually um, dangerous, right? It's the your life is not really, you know. If your boss told gave you, well, you know, some criticism on your project, right? Let's say, um, mm-hmm. and you feel from your childhood experience, your parents always thought they always criticized your work, always told like yeah, but he could have done better uh, and things like that, that your boss's maybe um, uh, advice or feedback could be all from a good heart. And he may have a really nice, warm, gentle tone, but because you received a different way, the brain actually received it as a criticism and you're Mm -hmm. you're not taking it, you're, your stress response starts to kick in. So things like that, understanding where is it coming from can definitely help take the next step. Where can you put on and fit in those um, relaxation techniques to calm down the nervous system, relax, get into a a parasympathetic state and tell the brain, tell the body you are safe. Mm -hmm. And doing things like this, Constantly, uh, on a consistent basis, on a daily basis, the body will again has the muscle of understanding. Okay, this is, it's time to relax. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. So uh, it goes up and down, but uh, and it's not easy, and mm-hmm. it's also not about being perfect or being hundred mm-hmm. percent healed and all is great it's about doing one little thing at a time, 1% every single day and makes a huge change. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, technically if you think about it, if you do 1% each day, then in a hundred days, you'll get to a hundred percent. You know, That's a nice theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, I think it definitely, it, it gives you that understanding of, um, it's a process. It's not mm-hmm. a journey. Um, and I also think it's, it, it's a, it's a long, lifelong process mm-hmm. of working on managing the stress and managing that stress response. But I do believe we talk a lot. I mean, I think kind of come coming back a little bit, but I believe we all talk about in, in this earthly world, we talk about managing the stress and do this, do yoga, do meditation, go for a walk, journal, all sorts of that, but unless we know why are we doing it? What is the trigger? What, what are, what we should be aware of? What is the, co- what is the cause for the stress? Hmm. Then it, it will come in kind of, we're going in with the, all these um, stress relief practices blindfolded.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that you pointed that out. I feel like, um, in some ways, you know, it, you know, I think it's so helpful to, you know, so many people in the fertility space to be acknowledging, Hey, stress is a big deal. But a lot of times I, if, if, if I'm like honest with myself, I it's the head scratching moment, like, okay, but what does that even mean? So I appreciate how you're talking through. Um, it, it's like, first of all, it's this unlearning process of, you know, acknowledging, Acknowledging situations, acknowledging you know what you felt in a situation, working through that, but then at the same time, it's like learning new habits that can be implemented. Um, And I think the learning piece—I keep saying learning—and I think that's just so pivotal here Um, because, like you said, it isn't a one and done. It's not something where you're going to just you know erase one habit and then. Oh, Hey, I'm good. I can just move on. Um, it it is one of those processes where you kind of got to, you got to take a few steps forward. You might take a step backward and acknowledging that, Hey, that's okay. Because you know, we're, we're not here to just take a straight line. We want to, we want to take steps in the healing direction, uh, which doesn't always look quite how we want it to look.
1: Yeah. And I think even for, if, we want to think about the, our future family, right? The, mm-hmm. the future of our kids. We want to show them our vulnerability. We want mm-hmm. to show them that we are still learning. This, mm-hmm. In this, we are still in this journey of life. We're not like we don't know everything, but mm-hmm. it is all right not to know. And is it mm-hmm. all right to continue improving? I think this mm-hmm. is something. Really great that I, I personally haven't specifically experienced um, Mm -hmm. a lot in my in my life. And especially in family, everybody they all know it all, and Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything. So Mm -hmm. that obviously affected me how I showed up in the world and Mm -hmm. how I saw my my life, and that was definitely a pivotal thing in my uh, experience with my loss. I did feel that I had to prove everybody that I was able to maintain a job. I was mm-hmm. able to, a job that I didn't like, that I was hating a lot. And um, I don't know it's a heavy word to say hate, but I feel like it's not enough to say that I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely pulling me down and was affecting my health. But I was very determined to stay on my job until I got uh, I was um, giving birth just because I wanted the benefits and I wanted to mm. do as yeah. I planned to. I wanted to show everybody that I can. And mm. then I wanted to work out because I saw so many women at the gym or pregnant, much more pregnant than me that were lifting so many weights. And I was like, oh, I've I've been lifting weights for a long time. Why can I not do that while mm. pregnant? But I could not listen to my body because... My brain well, and my that those traumas and those past experiences were telling like no you have to prove yourself you have mm-hmm. to prove that you can do it and yeah coming from the from behind and it's just it's hard it's hard to get into that it's mm-hmm. easier to put them on the side like oh I'll figure out some other time but stress if as a woman, right, as a woman without kids, let's say, uh, you're already stressed. You already live in a very stressful um, life. You have a very stressful job. You barely have time to eat or to sleep. Um, Then imagine adding a child into your life. I mean, from the movies, it looks so easy, right oh, even taking the child to the daycare and you know going to your job and all that having a support, help support that's obviously so helpful and mm. super important but it's still going to be a lot of responsibility that mm. if you're not able before getting pregnant to manage that you'll definitely not be able to manage it and you'll definitely not be able to kind of arrange all the things to kind of create a more stress less or you know let's say stressless life
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and i can say um being on the other side of having children that wow i wish i would have gone back and taken a little time to you know work on some of these habits and make them more routines before um but but dora i thank you for for talking about um all of this in in great detail um you know, I feel like this is the perfect segue. Can you take a minute tell us about um, what you do, how people can connect specifically with you if they've really resonated with what we talked about today?
1: Of course, yeah. I, um, I'm. If anybody wants to see my face, they want to hear, <laughs> uh, want to learn more things about fertility, then they can find me on Instagram. That is the place I kind of like mm-hmm. reside. Uh, and it's my half of my life. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but, and my handle is your fertility coach, Dora. Uh, and you can, uh, they can also find me on uh, the, on a website. On my website mm-hmm. is your fertility mm-hmm. Um, I do offer one-on-one coaching. So, um, I offer a discovery call where we go in to a little bit more depth of what is their, um, Complaining about, let's say, what are their concerns? Uh, I go through uh, like detailed intake form. I can see what areas in their life might need some help. But during the discovery call, I um, kind of point out where are the places that they need to work on and kind of give some guidance and. Uh, if we're working together we'll be working on all the areas that can affect mm-hmm. fertility which i guess mm-hmm. all your listeners already know to nutrition sleep mm-hmm. stress mm-hmm. management and stress response movement and exercise endocrine disruptors relationships and stuff like that so yeah. we discuss on all these um during um at the minimum of three months, uh, uh, coaching program. So we can tackle all this and prepare mm-hmm. and prime Fantastic. the egg mm-hmm. to be healthy and, um, the hormones and the endometrium to have a healthy baby, right? That's the most mm-hmm. important thing.
0: Absolutely. And we'll link all of that in the show notes below. Um, but thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Dora. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much, Hannah, for inviting me. It was always a pleasure great chatting Thanks for tuning into the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. Please share this episode with a friend and be sure to follow Baby Dust at babydust.substack.com for updates on all new episodes and free fertility resource guides. Until
0: next time, I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Bye for now.